This week, instead of waiting, white people now issuing preemptive apologies and outrage towards graphic sex in books by parents who don't realize their kids are already watching Pornhub. You're listening to the Fake Outrage Report. Hello and welcome to another educational adventure here at the Fake Outrage Report. Today is a very special episode because this is the first one that we are doing in person, Sandeep. That's right. After a long layoff, this is another sign that the world is coming back to normal. Yes. Uh, 50% of the U.S. is populated, but that didn't really signal that it was back to normal. But now, everyone, we know things are coming back to normal because uh, the fake outrage report is now live. That's right. My name is Phil Causey, and th- as I said, that was Sandeep Sand. Sandeep, I have something that's been bothering me lately. Uh, actually, a couple things. Uh, first of all, have you noticed the fucking Uber prices lately in New York City? Have you been taking the Uber? Yeah, because you can't do Uber pool, and so it's always been it's been higher in the pandemic. Because I always just did the pool. Yeah, because I did the you know the cheaper you're, you're Indian. Yeah, Indian no, option. We, we get it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. It was. It's like quadruple the price it used to be. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. And, yeah. And it's nice weather now, so everyone's going everywhere. It is nice weather. It is officially hoeing season in New York City. Uh, I just want to welcome back all the beautiful women of this city who. They hide. They hibernate, I think, or go into fucking cryogenic freezing when it drops below 60 in, like, November. And then as soon as it hits 75, they all come out again. You know? They hide all winter, and then they come out. I'm glad. Welcome back. Sundresses and sports bras. I'm a fucking creep. That's not what... <laughs> that's not actually what this show is about. Anyway... It can be. I mean, yo, I, oh, believe me, I could do 45 minutes right now on that. That third voice you're hearing today is a familiar voice for those of you who listen to the show a lot. That is Faisal Alam, a very good friend of mine, and Sandeep's, mostly by default because they're both brown. We're going to get to that in a second, too. That's, that's how that goes. Also, I have something to say that's embarrassing. This is a story i got to tell Sandeep. I, my ass is sore right now. Go on. But not for the reason that either of you would think. This is embarrassing as hell. So the other day, I was, uh, I was cleaning my shower. And I did it naked. I did the thing where, like, I scrubbed the shower while I was showering. I don't know if you guys ever do that, just to kind of save some time. I've never thought to do that. But oh yeah, maximize efficiency. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's then, amazing. You, you don't get, and then you don't get yeah. stuff on you, your clothes, because yeah. you're naked. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So, I don't know why I never thought to do that. Okay. Yeah. You think with all of the, you know, Faisal and his levels of autism, he would actually do something like yeah. that to save to save four minutes on his day. <laughs> but anyway, so I was I, I was um, cleaning the shower and I was squatting down, scrubbing the bottom, and I got up really quickly. And I didn't realize that I was right near the end of the tub. So, like, the bottom faucet was right above where my uh, lower oh, torso no. was. Oh, I see I where this is And I nailed myself right on the upper ass. So, I had to... You have a tramp stamp from the uh, faucet. It, it's a little lower. It's, like, right in, like, the... Um, it's not quite in the ass hole, but it's, like, a few inches higher. And it's, uh, yeah, it's every time I lay it's on within back, the cleft. It, it, yeah, within it, the it, it's very much tucked on the very, very upper part of the right butt cheek. And so I had to stare in the mirror after I dried off and, and find a way to get a Band-Aid on my ass. That's, uh, that was sadly one of the highlights of my week. But anyway... Uh, and if you Google Band-Aid ass, uh, <laughs> things where you have to put a Band-Aid on your ass, uh, a lot of stuff comes up, I'm sure. Yeah, no, I definitely did not Google that. There's things I'm sure I don't want to see on the internet. Uh, so Faisal Alam, I do want to talk to you. I mean, we talk all the time anyway. Yeah. I want to point one thing out. Faisal Alam, I've lived in New York City for 11 years. Faisal Alam is the only person who's seen my hometown yeah. <laughs> of my New York City friends. The only person. Because he stopped by, and we did a, a socially distanced hang last summer during the pandemic. He yeah, stopped by, dope. went for a hike. He uh, hung out your, with your Trump supporter family? Yeah, they were nice. Faisal Alam? Yeah, they were nice. No- well, I get along with the Trump voters. Okay. So. <laughs> it's amazing. Like It's not even like it's a secret. 
right? Like that I'm liberal or even a Bernie bro. But yeah, I, I've, I never have a problem. And you're, you're, are you not Muslim or do, what do we say? I mean, I'm not you? a particularly good one, but like they're, yeah. they're pretty nice to me. Okay. I, there's a lot of people who voted for Trump who aren't the complete and utter trash that you saw, um, you know, riot at, at the Capitol. They're, some of them are just stupid. You know, like they're nice people, but just dumb as rocks. And, You're calling Phil's family stupid. And, and, well, I, I also feel the same way about people who voted for Biden, right? Okay. Like, <laughs> okay. like anyone okay. who took part. Well, you think I, in the you think I get all. along with Hillary Clinton supporters? Like, oh, fuck absolutely no. not. Like, yeah, I just had no choice but to vote for her. Is really what it well, is. And here, here's the one thing I want. I want to uh, actually uh, jump off what you just said, Faisal. Because and this is not a political show. I don't want to harp on this. But here's the thing: I grew up kind of rednecky. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing: like, if you give me a choice between spending a Sunday afternoon at brunch with a bunch of fucking Hillary supporters who are going to tell me that I'm a bad person because I've never touched a dick, or fucking some redneck with a four wheeler who's wearing a fucking MAGA hat, I'm probably going to go with the redneck because that's that's way more fun is to fucking do yeah. outdoorsy stuff than sit at brunch. It really it is. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm fine either way, but <laughs> I'll make the best of it, right? Yeah. But, um, yeah. No, just like I, I, I get. A, there's a lot of people who are also just like identify as Republicans who don't like Trump, you know, either, or they just didn't vote. Yeah. Know? And I mean, uh, yeah. Just uh, you can't, you can't just. This, there's 300 million people in this country. You can't plus the illegals and the takers more than 300 million, right? You, you can't just paint them with a broad brush. You know? Exactly. It's like a geographically diverse country. It is a diverse country. And a lot of even the white people are diverse, whether you want to admit it or not. And uh, yeah, no, I just don't, I don't think all Trump's voters are the same. The ones that you like, the ones that advertise it and wear their MAGA hats and act like complete douchebags. Those people are a fucking problem. Right. But yeah, but my family is not those people. And you and the yeah, thing is, like, you, you met them. They were decent hosts. Like, they were just nice hosts, you know, just decent people. My right? mom fucking fed They him. have we certain values yeah. that they have. And like, look, they're brainwashed by a lot of shit they see on TV. But d- liberals are no <laughs> different. It just our brainwash is better than their brainwash. It's yeah. really what it is. <laughs> Like it's I'm, I'm decidedly I'm with it, clear. Faisal, I'm with it. Yeah. Um. I, it, I don't mean it's not to even totally... like I trust like a lot of mainstream sources. Like they have lost a lot of credibility for me, especially over this time. You know. Um. So I do want to talk about that because I remember when I was like, oh, yeah, my friend Faisal is going to stop by, and they're like, what's his name? <laughs> I'm like Faisal. He's a brown guy. It's fine. But then when they started talking to you and realized that you were like a used to be a lawyer and shit, my dad's like, oh yeah, that guy's fucking awesome. Yeah. Because yeah. my dad values education, even though he's like conservative. Yeah. And yeah. so it, it's one of those things where you really do have to sit down and actually meet people before you judge them. Anyway, speaking of uh, white people and brown people, I think uh, that's a really good way to introduce our first topic today. Don't you, Sandeep? Yes, that's a perfect segue. Our first story, actor Fisher Stevens, a white man who played the role of an Indian man in the 1986 movie Short Circuit, <laughs> where he played an Indian programmer who designed a, a rocket, a robot named Number Johnny Five. Kind of like that show Small Wonder, except with an Indian guy, and then Number Johnny Five wasn't a kid. It was a, uh, it was a grown-up robot. And I guess it looked like a robot. It didn't, it didn't look like a kid. I've never seen this movie, by the way. I've never... I, I mean, I loved it, because it had an Indian guy in it. And I didn't... I think I, I remembered again that this guy wasn't Indian, but I, for, I, I thought he was Indian for most of the time. And I may have, like, learned that he wasn't, like five years ago or something, and I forgot about it. Then I read this. I'm like, oh, yeah, he was an Indian. But <laughs> he, because he was one of the few Indian people in a movie. And it was a funny, it was a fun, it was a cheesy sort of comedic uh, movie where this Indian guy is like, that 
I forgot. Some shenanigans uh, 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 occur with this robot that he invented. Who like can, who can talk? So I've never seen this movie, but you said it's from 1986. That's the year I was born. This movie is probably older than I am. Yeah. Now, so he apologized for wearing brownface in a movie that's literally fucking more than 30 years old. Yeah, he's he's opening. He was uh, he was interviewed by Yahoo promoting the uh, this Apple Plus drama called Palmer, and he t- says the role definitely haunts me. <laughs> I still think it's a really good movie, but I would never do that part again. Can we stop making white people? Fu- you know what? To go with what we're talking There's about There's so many earlier, things white people should apologize for, and yeah. this is like towards the bottom of the list. Yeah. This is not on the list. I'm yeah. tired of this. You know what? To what we were talking yeah. about earlier, I'd rather hang out with Trump supporters myself because they are more fun. Because yeah. they don't fucking, you can say what you want and be funny. Around, around, if well, you have to stereotype. Yeah, you don't have to walk on eggshells. Now, here's the thing. Like, yeah. he, he proactively apologize because they didn't no one tried to no cancel cared. this fucking guy he's not a yeah. big enough name not a big enough target for yeah. twitter there wasn't a hari kondabulu documentary <laughs> well aziz ansari <laughs> did write about how like he, he he did write about how he grew up admiring this character or whatever yeah. i think this is a weird thing about south asians too and it feels like revisionist history by south asian americans but um you know and correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like nobody gave a shit about you know, at no, least amongst not, us South not, not Asians, until Hari Kondabulu said we were victims. You know, that's what it feels like. And now it's like, oh, like, I think it's wrong that as children, this is all we had to look up to. And I'm like, why are you looking up to someone based on their skin color? Like, what is wrong with looking up to a black person or a white person or an Asian or anyone else, right? What? Why is it that you need a role model of the same skin color view? And I think that's always bothered me. It's like, why is that so necessary? Because I never cared. I never gave a shit. Like, I, when I was a kid, my favorite basketball player was Michael Jordan, right? Like, I don't know if the NBA is a great place to be looking for white role models if you're looking for one. There's good I'm white players. Bill, there's good Bill white, Lambeer, white, Larry Bird. Uh, yeah, Bill Lambeer was go. a dirty fucking player, right? That, that's why he's a role model. Yeah, he's but. a dirtbag. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, but like, you know, even as a role model, Jordan's not a good person. But, <laughs> you know, it, it, he's, it, just, it was easier to hide being a sociopath back then. And, pe- and standards were lower. Standards were different back then than they are the, now. The, I want to ask you guys a question because I, this is something I've never thought about till just now, but like you always talked about the lack of Indian representation in TV minus like a poo and a few other things. What were, did, were there any brown role models at all that like your parents tried to push you towards or you gravitated to when yeah, you were a kid? Yeah, we had Indian parents. They would yeah. never push us towards Hollywood. Yeah, are you they kidding would, me? They, 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 they weren't <laughs> missing Indian. They wouldn't want Indians in Hollywood because they don't want you looking up to any fucking non-doctor engineer type person like they're, they're yeah. like oh look at the look. yeah it's like look at your uncle who's, I mean, who's like the only person. screen i want you looking at is the x-ray screen you know who my late father wanted me to emulate was bill gates that's who oh wow okay yeah um, no joke he was like you know like yeah be, be bill gates and rich and but i don't think anyone knew i feel like the you're on the Bo- same level of sociopath as bill gates I, I yeah like yeah definitely that part evil but i don't think my father realized how <laughs> awful of a person bill gates is right yeah. nobody did in the 90s it was harder it was it was easier to hide your bullshit back then the internet sure. wasn't really main street right the internet back then was just dial up through aol or prodigy you know yeah it took so long so, to dial shit back then yeah back then and like even then like that information wasn't there it just like we're more connected and we're more informed. Like that information's out there, like whether it's real or not. But that information, like, 
misinformation is now on steroids too. But um, for, misinformation's always existed. For sure. No, back uh, to the what's his name, Fisher Fisher Stevens. Fisher Stevens. Here's so, like, how funny would it have been if like he did get fully canceled for this, and then he just came out and he's like, "I had a thirty-something long career, uh, year-long career after I did this, so fuck all you." And he just like peaced out. Well, I think he preemptively because he's promoting yeah. some new project, and he yeah. knew yeah. that if he promoted this new project, it was gonna come up. The fucking yeah. The fucking internet police would come after him. First, mm-hmm. they're first they're calling it brownface. They're like, uh, he uh, regrets praying brownface, and brownface is praying on blackface, and those two things are not the same things. The whole blackface thing is a whole different cultural thing. It's not just about putting black makeup on, but there is all this connotation behind it, which didn't happen yeah. with brownface. But now that we're trying to glom onto that shit, yeah, we're I'm trying to we're trying people to... trying to glom onto the, all the black shit and then try to like appropriate some of that. Outrage onto us, which we did not have the well, same shit. And that, yeah, that goes off something you say on the show a lot: how you know uh, brown Americans have like the highest per capita income or something. Like you, you Indians. two honestly are probably two like my most successful friends, if not my two most successful friends. Like you, you do have Indian privilege to some extent. Yeah. So I, it's it's unfair to compare my like the the oppression levels. And of just two, to be clear, I like I don't want to take away from anyone's experiences. If you were bullied because you were different. Or you you were like a tiny minority in a large pool of people, like that wasn't okay. You know, whatever happened to you is wrong. If you were legit bullied or picked on, like I do feel for you. I am very fortunate that I didn't have to worry about these things. I fit in for I didn't deserve to fit in. I was a little prick as a kid, but you know, only like, as a kid though. I, you know, there are people who had it rough as South Asians. I am not one of them. But I just don't think you can compare our experiences collectively. One, you can't brush it up together because it really depended on how rich your parents were, right? A convenience mm-hmm. store at Daisy is going to have it different than a Daisy in a doctor family. And even then, like, yeah, you might have gotten bullied, but you were probably a weird fucking kid too. But uh, I mean, you, like, and I, I just, like, I hate this notion that because uh, it, this ultimately, I keep on tying it to Apu, but I feel like that's why this <laughs> apology happened, right? It was, it was a preemptive apology. Just like, hey, Gazaria probably apologized because there was some. There was some sort of benefit at that point. Like it was an asymmetrical bet, and he had to do it because he he had, oh, he had to stop doing the character. He had expressed he expressed regret of like that Apu might have influenced some bullying long before the documentary. So he did have some regret that like this might have caused people kids to get bullied. But like the voice of Apu isn't the reason you got bullied. You know, like some they would have found another reason. I did get bullied. You would up, get bullied, but I'm not going to blame America at large or anyone. And I've actually seen how Indian culture has like has been assimilated so much so well in this country. Mm-hmm. I could because I know where it started. You know, well, you always and, have the joke and, of um, what's the thing you always say like Indians are like the O positive blood or something like that. Oh yeah, we mix it with everyone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's yeah, you know, just like you can't you can't associate causality with these things because I don't mm-hmm. think it's fair. You were gonna get picked on no matter what you did. Right, and like, Apu was pretty funny. I I thought he was pretty and. I didn't think that the character was. Uh, he wasn't a was racist caricature. Line. It wasn't out of line. Like there yeah. were people that were sort of. And obviously, it's heightened for comedic purposes. But everyone on that show was heightened for comedic purposes. If you're gonna go yeah. by that, like there's a there's a Jewish like pharmacist who is like who's really you know. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of like shit that they malign, and there's a police chief, and there's nuclear power, and all that shit is like maligned to an offensive degree if you wanted to go there. Well, and the funny thing, too, is that show is like a a borderline documentary from a one-dimensional standpoint, because like I grew up in small-town America. We had the one Indian guy that ran the local convenience store. We had the Jewish guy that ran the pharmacy. There was a nuclear power plant like 40 miles. Like, this is not (laughs) like... They didn't make that shit up. 
just right. for that show. Like, that is a lot yeah. of America. They weren't like, let's stick it to these fucking dotheads, yeah. right? Like, that's not what was going on here. And he, like, Apu ended up being one of the most developed characters on the he show. He was. He really was. Like, yeah. th- there was a fucking pro-illegal immigrate episode circling around him where he mm-hmm. clearly belonged in the country more than average Americans, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, he clearly knew more about America, and, like, he was often, like, a positive influence for Lisa or other characters. You know, like... Even when he was a bad person or he made mistakes, they were human ones. Like, there's an episode where he has an affair. Um, you know, he cheats on his wife. He cheats on Manjula? Sl- yeah, he cheats on her with uh, the slushy girl. But but everything <laughs> is very good. About there's a, there's just, there's, she's not a regular character. There's just a hot slushy girl that's fixing the machine. Oh, he, right. Oh, yes, he ends yes. up banging her, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, my town did not have a, a hot brown uh, slushy girl. Maybe one day. I don't know. Anyway, no, she wasn't yeah. brown, though, right? The slushy girl? No, she was white. Yeah. Uh, she was oh, white. yeah. Okay. Interracial. We didn't have a slut. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh wow. wow. That must have been a, anyway. Uh, so back to the this brown face thing. Is anybody actually upset that this movie exists or anything, or did, was this purely a proactive apology? This was well. Apparently, Aziz Ansari, when he wrote the article in 2015, which I still thought was a good article, but he was saying how he was like upset when he learned in college that the guy wasn't Indian. But then he writes kind of a nice article about it, and I, he kind of. He talks okay. about how, yeah, we should have people that are cast that are the thing that they are, but sometimes you can't. Sometimes you look and you don't find, and he like tells some stories about how he wasn't like uh, passed for the Indian character in Mars, but then he's like, I had a bad audition, too, and then they changed the Indian character to some Asian character. I, some shit, so I think he presents both sides, but like, I, when I learned that he wasn't, I was like, oh, wow, he did a good job playing an Indian guy, because I thought... The character was kind of funny, and he, it, it didn't seem offensive to me. It seemed like the, the Indian guy was a comedic guy for being Indian, but I thought it was it was fair. And I didn't even know that he wasn't Indian, so he didn't strike me as like an obviously a white guy doing an Indian guy and, and belittling that guy. Uh, so I, I guess the, the question is, because no, no, we, we, we take the outrage in this show and we rate it. Is there any outrage for us to even rate? Well, the outrage is that we, I feel like the outrage is on us and liberals and the media for now making white people flagellate themselves to such a degree, to such, to the, to the, to like, when there are no transgressions at all to just make, and I'm like, this is not helping us. I don't think this is helping race really. You don't win people over who might sympathize with right wing by making white people apologize for those ridiculous shit. And then they feel like, well, why would I want to join this side? I have to like... I have to be embarrassed about who I am and I have to like just nonstop. Well, it doesn't seem fun. It does not seem fun to come over to our side. I we think, should make it fun. Well, and, and I agree with you. And that's the thing is that, and by the way, also, we're the only side that ever has to apologize for anything. You ever notice that? Because they double down on everything and just it just passes. Right. You know what I mean? And then what fucking liberals, it turns out you said one bad word or sent out a bad tweet, or in this case, a movie that's fucking 35 years old. And oh, you're a bad person. Well, you have to lose your career it's now. It's inconsistently enforced. That's not. 100%. That's exactly if it. You're, if you're Justin exactly. Trudeau did blackface and he gets to keep his job, right? Like repeatedly. He like, did brownface. He, he did brownface though, wasn't he? Because he dressed up Justin as the Trudeau genie. Trudeau straight up did blackface. Like it was brownface because he dressed up as like the Aladdin. That was the blackface. But oh yeah, but he also did blackface. I think. Oh, he also did blackface. He did. Okay. He's like, yeah, I don't know how many times I've done this. But like, like yeah. when he was asked, he's like, "Yeah, there might be more than one picture or video of me doing yeah, this." Yeah, people shit. dressed up as shit on Halloween. Right? Yeah. Why? But and that's and Trudeau did this in the early Halloween 2000s was when fun. it was way less acceptable, right? Like, I feel yeah. like we knew that was a bad thing even then. No, I'm tired but, of our side than maligning ha- Halloween. Where everything it, the, that's the fun, problem, we have to make unfun. The problem yeah, I have is it really about it. Just it, it, it ends up just being. 
the justice is unequally distributed, right? Biden said plenty of racist shit, right? But we were all still going to vote for him, right? The people who lose their jobs are the people <laughs> who don't have actual power. The people who get in trouble are the ones that we don't depend on, right? Mm-hmm. But if you fit in with the right people, if you are favored by, you know, large media groups, if you are favored by powerful people, those things will get ignored. And that cuts for both sides. It's not unique to liberals. Like, Republicans will do the same fucking shit. I don't think it's... I think both groups are dishonest. It just... People's values are different based on whatever large pool of voter base that you're voting for. And yeah. And then there's... Even then, it's still kind of diverse, right? You have Republicans who are just like Christian values. No, what I'm saying is that, that the double down, you never see it from anybody. On, like, for example, Al Franken had to step down because he didn't touch tits yeah. and pose in a picture jokingly. Whereas we have this other guy, uh, Florida, Matt Gates, who apparently was banging kids or something, and he's just doubling down. Yeah, and, yeah, they have no fucking shame. And, like, and, so, and that's, the, that's the difference, is that like yeah. we're constantly under the shame fucking police, whereas when they come under it, they just go, what's the matter, Snowflake? And they get yeah. to keep their fucking We jobs. hold ourselves to a higher standard, and yeah. they don't even bother to have standards. And, and, right? and that, that is the difference. Yeah. You know? And, and, and that actually... That actually is going to segue greatly into this next topic, but let's rate this first. Uh, there's not even really any real outrage here at all to even rate. Yeah, no so, outrage. Shit. It, this, but, uh, this is not even like like a fake outrage. This is like a null set outrage. But I, I feel. I'm like outraged this is, that he has to make this. He has I'm, to make I'm these outraged that like Hank Azaria had to apologize to each and every one of us brown person because I have to tie this to the problem with Apu. There's no way I don't because it's clearly because it's the same it. umbrella for That's sure. That's why yeah. this fucking apology happened, right? I, and it's like, dude, I don't fucking care. Like, look, nowadays where there are brown people in Hollywood, there's no reason for that sort of shit. But there were no fucking Indian people in Hollywood, probably, back when that guy did that movie. I'm like, how many South Asian actors were there? Uh, let's yeah. be real. How many South Asians were in the country? There's, that's, we're that's still true. a there, tiny fucking minority. There wasn't the any Uber didn't get to L.A. till like 2015. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's... uh. That was inappropriate and unnecessary, but you know All what? Right. I'm not going to apologize because we're going to try to have fun, like Sandeep said. <laughs> That's right. We're going um, to put on our red hats and have some fun. So yeah, that that whole thing I think is just bullshit outrage. I feel like you guys agree with me on that. It, yeah. It, I mean, because like you know, I'm talking to two brown guys who are like, yeah, I don't think he needed to really even apologize for that. Well, I'm outraged you know? that we live in a culture where he has to do this. That's my yeah. outrage. And it's because, it's because also, of the like brunch crowd. Retroactively, just you have to understand standards were different over time, and eventually standards are going to change again in 30. And eventually, that means we're all going to have to apologize for our bullshit, right? Like, there just comes That's a true. point where it... Look, I, I don't want to make relativity an excuse for crimes, right? Because you can make... That's a slippery slope, too, in the sense that you could rationalize slave ownership in America because it was a norm or standard, right? And I don't want it... Like, I, I don't want to go to that extreme either for, like, moralistic relativity or anything like that. But it is something that needs to be understood is, like, the given context. And it's not necessarily that... What he did was right, but this is why this might have happened, right? And it wasn't like some, uh, it wasn't some conspiracy by white people to oppress brown people, or like, you know, <laughs> at worst it was an insensitive thing by Hollywood because they were just looking for established actors, and this was a cheap and easy way to do that, right? Uh, but you know, we don't really know, but it's unlikely that there were many Indian actors. Now, if there was like an established one in Hollywood during that time, then yeah, it's a little shitty. And whitewashing does happen in Hollywood, and I don't want to take away from that either. Couldn't they have just brought in a brown guy from, like, Bollywood? Couldn't they have just imported one for that role if they really gave a shit? Movies, he played a role, and this was a... This is obviously a low-budget movie that was pretty popular. He did a good job doing the role. Not anyone can just... These actors aren't fungible. Anyway, you can't just get a random... He has to have some kind of comedic timing and some kind of, like... Talent. Talent, right, to act. 
Well, here's the other thing, too, is, and maybe we're just the wrong generation to ask. Now, you know, I really wish we had the ability to call your parents and ask them about this, Sandy, because yeah. I feel like, were there Indians in the 80s who kind of were offended by it, but like kind of kept their mouths shut, or do they just no one give Our, a shit? My parents and my parents would absolutely give zero, like yeah. less than zero shits about yeah. any of this. My yeah. parents busy. don't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah, so this just sounds to me like what we were talking about earlier. The only They're busy people like, working, about this trying are, to like, you know, teach your kids to study. They do not give a shit about yeah. this at all. They're like, just give me the paychecks. Well, did you did you have a TV in your... Did they let you watch TV in your house? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, they just th- didn't pay th- for cable. Th- so 30 minutes a day after your homework was done? Like, how? No, they weren't that. I did... You had to get good grades, but then the, you, it was a little okay. lax. But I got uh, regulated, they, but that was probably for my own good. Yeah, <laughs> they, uh, they did. I did not earn my parents' trust. They didn't buy cable because they were cheap. So that was their same was with my dad. So I had like I was, four channels till I was in college. Yeah, yeah so that's that, that naturally yeah. lowered your TV watching because you know how much good yeah, shit was there. Definitely. I, I also yeah. want to just mention though, I don't want this to be an excuse for the Holly, the whitewashing that does and has happened in Hollywood. Oh, for it sure. even happens like more recently. One thing that always makes me laugh is nobody ever calls out um, the movie bringing down the house for being. It was called Twenty One. It was that one with the kids who like are good at math and they use the math to to beat Vegas and blackjack. They oh yeah, a movie about it. I read the book. That's based on the book "Bringing Down the House," which is about Asian people. Mm-hmm. And they made everyone in the movie like the main character and chick are like like first of all the story. It's based on the book, but there's nothing. But about you the not, then produce then produce the movie and hire the actors. Why if not? You, if you're advertising, yeah. right, you're we're getting way off track here, boys. There's a lot of white people, and you want people to see your movie, then you. Put the actors that are going to get the most We're, views. I don't yeah. understand why this is offensive at all. Well, then then yeah. produce your own movie and take your chance. Most of these movies don't make money. So, like, you want to, if there's a 30% chance you're going to make money, and if you hire a different person, there's a 70% Honestly, chance. I think you guys are right. And the fact is, I used to work at a casino, and the fact that they didn't make it about Asians is offensive. Well, okay? the thing is, is that anyway. part of the strategy is that they were able to use racist stereotypes against them yeah. to fool, to, to rake in money against Vegas because. Asians are like stereotyped as notorious drunken gamblers in <laughs> casinos, and good at math. And they they would pretend to just be drunk tourists gambling, and that way no one was noticing that they were they were actually working together to count cards. Right? That's pretty funny. Bringing so, down the house had A list actors though, right? Didn't it? Bringing down the house was the bug. Twenty one. Yeah, twenty one. They had some A list actors, but the, I think the movie sucked. I think it was like a flop. <laughs> uh, but it right. was just like it was clearly weapon. Like what? This actually would be, like that shit annoys me because I think the movie would have sold just as much. With a bunch of Asians in there, and put maybe put one white A-lister in there to draw on people, right? It was like white people that I didn't even recognize. They, I don't think they were A-listers. I think they were. They might have like, might have worked for like they might have been good for a focus group or two. All right, like, you can hear the rest of this review on Faisal's podcast uh, entitled "Chickens of Dickens." Chickens with Dickens. I missed uh, my podcast. Oh, anyway, uh, <laughs> let's move on to the next topic here. Uh, more, more uh, uh, weird shit. Now, this is a. Uh, genre, Sandy, because of the pandemic, everyone's been home. We have missed this genre of outrage, okay? And I'm talking about the school outrage, because we've done a lot of school-based outrage topics on the show, mm-hmm. and we haven't done one for, like, over a year now, because the kids have not physically been in school, but now things are getting back to normal, people are back in the classroom, and parents are upset about things that are happening in school. It's just, the, the, nature is healing, is what I'm saying, guys, okay? The, uh, the school outrage is back. This story comes to us from Virginia, right here in the States, from Loudoun County, Virginia, where parents are upset about a uh, reading assignment that was assigned to the ninth grade honors students uh, at in a bunch of these uh, schools in this district as part of the Diverse Classroom Library Initiative. They were assigned a book called Monday's Not Coming by Tiffany D. Jackson, who is a black writer, and we're going to get to that in a second. 
Uh, the book has a lot of graphic scenes about uh, domestic abuse, sexual abuse, uh, locking kids in closets and freezers. There's some pretty brutal stuff in this book. Uh, and so parents showed up at a school board meeting and they uh, read a bunch of excerpts from the book and they were super pissed off about it. And this is where the story turns a little bit is this, these parents that did this display, they were backed by a group called Parents Against Critical Theory. And for those of you who don't know what that is, we'll bring you a little bit into the uh, loop of the new lingo here. Uh, what they really mean is race theory. That's what they really mean. And uh, look, this is not a political show, even though we've already done some on this uh, I mean, there's going to be politics there's no matter be, what. Exactly. Because a lot of these outrages are based in politics. But what it is, oftentimes, is it's it, in most political outrage, why we don't cover it is because a lot of it is just people that are working backwards from their conclusion. And that's a good example is this topic here. Uh, because here's the thing. Uh, I don't know what books you guys read when you were you assigned when you were in school, but you know, we all read things that generally had some pretty graphic stuff in it. Even I remember when, that. I, yeah, seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade. These are ninth grade honor students. Yeah. And so I often missed it because I read Cliff's Notes a lot. But uh, oh, sometimes yeah, they put notes, the graphic yeah. stuff in the Cliff's Notes. Yeah, fucking right they do. I remember um, I read something about Tony Morrison. There's a lot of cow fucking. Uh, I, I found that amusing. There was live cow fucking in some of the parts of near where I grew up, but that's a, a completely right. different conversation. No, no, it was right. Well, they, yeah, she I mean, talked about it in the books. Yeah, the fucking of the cows. Wait, that, that's a book, the fucking of the cows. Instead no, of like, no, no, instead of like the running of the wolves, it's the fucking of the cows. No, I mean, it was it was depicting. <laughs> it was like I I forgot it was it took place in like uh, on a plantation or something, and then there was there was some cow fucking happening. Okay. Um, you okay. ever, ever fucked a cow, Phil? Uh, I've not fucked a cow. Uh, I know of people who have. Uh, I'm only like two degrees of separation from bestiality. Like that, no, and I'm not joking about that either. Anyway, you know people who have. I know people that know people that have. I oh. know people that know multiple people that have. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Can we stop doing this story and then just talk about this for talk the rest of the podcast? Fucking? <laughs> who do you know? Wait, who do you know that knows well, someone? Okay, there's a lot of farms near where I grew up. And yeah. uh, once in a while, uh, VHS tapes arise and you end up finding, you end up, you know, there are people who do weird shit to animals because they're backwoods fucking rednecks and they haven't, you know. They're backwoods, but then they could afford a camcorder with the VHS. Buddy, I don't know really where that fits into the equation, but yeah, no, it, it is a weird fucking thing. He's like, I want to fuck this cow and I want to get the footage of it so then they can masturbate to, to it later. I get, yeah, I guess they're into it. I mean, and, and they do have to stand up on a stool because cows are pretty tall. But th yeah. Like logistically, it's apparently difficult to actually fuck a cow. Anyway, so as far as the story oh. goes, look, I just want to say, look, we are... We are not woke kids, okay? We, live, we, we are based in Brooklyn. They annoy the crap out of us, okay? However, when it comes to this particular story, uh, I am on their team uh, because... The Brooklyn kids? Because, yeah, the woke yeah. Here's the thing. This Parents Against Critical Theory thing, all this is, they're just upset that there's a black writer. Like, really, that's what it is. Because the subject matter in the book isn't any more brutal than anything I grew up with or you grew up with, Faisal, or anything like that. I, I, my, yeah, my question immediately was, these people probably are big on the... This actually was an issue that they brought up in 2019, but the school mm -hmm. closures put that on the side because then they were complaining about the schools being closed yeah. and stuff like that. And it sounds like... Like, there was, like, one grandfather, who like, a grandfather of 12, who's like, you know, I want, I'm going to read it, because I was, I was looking into the actual local newspaper. 
Because the, the <laughs> okay. link you gave me was the New American, and at the top of the New American page is a exploiting COVID nineteen against freedom, and like that immediately means oh, oh I this, love. There's no truth here. Okay. Oh no, like, I love I love using sites like that and like the Blaze for stories on there because people yeah. get so mad about things that don't matter on on extreme yeah. political ends. So yeah. Emery Miller, grandfather of twelve. So this is from 2019, by the way. Mm -hmm. So they've been complaining about this for a while, but the pandemic put it on pause. Just to put this in, uh, I'm not going to cut you off. Just to put this in uh, context, this book called Monday's Not Coming, in 2018 it came out and it won like a bunch of Book of the Year awards and Mm -hmm. shit like that. So apparently this is a very well-known book in that youth genre. And so I guess people found out about it and in 2019 they got mad. Is that what you're saying? People were offended about the content here. I think they found the book to make an excuse out of. So it looks like in 2019 it was just the, the collections in general. Um, but let's see. Um, there's a few books. I think it's not just that one, but yeah, yeah for it, it's because of the um, the graphic sex scenes found in the page of the books, like and there's stuff that involves like incest or statutory rape or um, like there's some dark shit in this, right? But you know, I, my first question is like these people are probably all about the Bible, and I don't know if they've actually read the fucking Bible. If, if they <laughs> have a problem not. with stuff in this literature. Then they shouldn't be reading their kids the Bible because there's <laughs> incest, you know. Yeah. There's rape. Like I think Moses and his people, like when they show up to um, Israel, when they find they kill everybody there and they take the little girls as slaves. They they're like uh, you can they kept the virgins as slaves and they killed every woman and boy as it should be. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> they completely sacked like the entire <laughs> land. So it's like you, you there, it, the Bible's full of brutal violence and just the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Is such a oh, yeah, graphic. There, there, there is that little. There's a guy who's nailed too, to yeah. a cross and had to wear a thorny crown, and God knows whether shit, you know, happened to him. Right. That's a really good point, Faisal. Because if the, and I didn't even think of that. Because my brain went to like, you know, I was trying to compare this to my my childhood, mm-hmm. and I didn't even think of the fucking Bible. Mm-hmm. But the Bible is super graphic. I had to. We all we all had to do Huck Finn. We all read To Kill a Mockingbird, which is fucking kind of a racist yeah. ass book. Across Five Aprils, which is another fucking yeah. backwoods fucking you know shitty America thing. A day no pigs die. If you guys read that, that there's graphic scenes of violence in that book too. Lord, Lord of the Flies. Yeah. There's a, all these assigned kids books get murdered by yeah. other kids. All these right? assigned books including the Bible, I guess, are extremely graphic and sometimes extremely sexual. Yet, for some reason, these backwoods Virginia people just happen to get mad And these aren't even backwoods this Virginia one people. This author. is a pretty wealthy county. Oh, so the median it? income is like 130000 And these, like it, I, I suspect it's probably like 5%, 5 to 10% of the parents. It's probably not even that, right? It's probably a loud and vocal minority that's having trouble. It's too. probably the anti-vaxxer crowd. I think most of the people okay? don't give a shit, right? Yeah. They're just like, whatever, just get my kids away from me. But um, <laughs> but here's here's a quote. Emery Miller, grandfather of 12, said when he questioned some of the material included in the classroom library, he was told a parent should not censor a book based upon his or her household beliefs. And then he goes, I took that to mean that my values aren't valued, said Miller, who requested that books emphasizing strong heterosexual marriage, abstinence, gender acceptance, and sexual purity <laughs> oh boy. be offered, right? And it's like... <laughs> That's what this is really about. Yes. Right? Like, no, that's exa- exactly what this is really about. They don't give a shit when it's in, you know, their books. But, you know, if, if anything that isn't identical to their upbringing is put in front of their kid, they fucking lose their shit. Yeah. That's really what this is about. You're, you just kind of nailed it right there. Gray relayed the story of a substitute teacher who refused to properly address a trans- transgender student, referring to him only as it during the class. Jesus. Yeah, we need to do better. And that's why this shit, like this literature comes out, right? Mm-hmm. Also, this isn't required reading from my understanding. This was all 
Um, I think these were optional. This was just like an optional library that students could read from these books. Well, yeah, I want to extend on that point. I said this earlier. This was ninth grade honors students. These are probably some of the smarter kids in the school who understand how to critically think about things. And they're ninth graders, so they're like 13, 14. These are not elementary school kids. These are not children. These are, these are young adults. I mean, you know, it, it, sometimes you see a crime that's committed, and they want, they want to try 14 and 15-year-olds as adults for robbing a convenience store. But yet, you know, they're trying to protect the same age kids from naughty things in, in literature. No, it's completely fucking ridiculous. Yeah, this wasn't mandatory reading, by the way. Yeah. Books provided in the classroom libraries are meant to give access to literature that reflect and honor the student population that exists in Loudoun. They are not required re reading material, nor are they included in instruction without clear ties to the lesson. So that's the only way is that are like under some exceptions. You know, these kids have social media, f video games, like TV. If you, you got to make these books readable, yeah. If they even want to, if they even read these books, it's amazing. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, whatever yeah, you you're need right. to do, you, you gotta whatever. make you gotta make it exciting. It's like these, yeah, these... put whatever cow fucking you know mm -hmm. the scene you want in there. And also, it's like some of the books like are <laughs> so like you know this is high schoolers, right? They've, they've they've already seen it. Like I hate to break it to you, but your daughter's a slut and your son's an autistic degenerate. Like get get over it. Yeah, it's like, you dude, know? your son is watching like double anal penetration videos on the internet before you get home from work. He can handle a little bit of kids. You gave being that fucker a cell phone. That's it. Yeah, you have no, no come on now, over seriously. Um, but like, yeah, the majority of the books, 98% elementary level, 92 in high school were selected to help students. So, I mean, it just, there might be a discussion. And here's the thing is that there actually might be a real discussion, right? About how old the kids should be having access to whatever books, right? But because like these complaints are j probably disingenuous, right? They absolutely are. Is they're, that, well, yeah. there actually might be stuff that these kids shouldn't, they're not ready to read or, you know, select yet, Right. That maybe they're better off reading in college. 13, 14 year old, I think, uh, I think that's an okay age. Because again, we all had to do, I mean, some pretty graphic shit. I remember reading some graphic shit when I was in um like this that same grade, even a little lower. Because I, I think I read the book Night when I was uh, a freshman in high school. That's the famous uh Eli Wassel, the Nazi thing, like the concentration camp story. That that's some brutal shit. And I was like thirteen when I had to read that. Yeah, so like these books aren't glorifying like, look, whatever these, they're these talking books, about. Yeah, they're just like kind of presenting dark, a reality. Yeah, kind these of yeah, exactly. like, are have like some dark and heavy shit and you're like, uh during last week's board meeting, Michelle Friel read a scene from the season of You and Me involving intercourse between a teenage girl and her wheel-bound, wheelchair-bound half-brother that is available to ninth graders, who, in the formal <laughs> curriculum at that age, he said, are taught abstinence and encouraged to postpone sexual activity. So it's like, that's, the, to go to the grandfather's point, it's like, they're already getting this fucking instruction to not fuck, right? Oh, but, yeah. Like, America. You know, like, and like I said, I won't go as far as to say that, like, they should have open access to everything, right? Like, it shouldn't be that fucking easy, but, like, Again, if if you're fine with your kids reading the Bible, you should be fine with your kids reading any of this shit. You you have yeah. no business, you have no business having a problem with schools providing any of this. Yeah, right. The, the only argument you can make is that like, and it's a bad argument because these books are probably dirt cheap. You know, is that this money <laughs> might be better spent? Um, I don't know, like on something else. But like, that's not even the argument, right? It's it's just it screams disingenuous. This screams. 
PC culture, they're trying to force whatever on us. Here's like, the thing. These are normally the people who are like anti-PC culture. Like, yeah. I don't want you, know, you snowflakes are trying to censor us. But mm-hmm. then they get fucking their they want to in a bunch over this. Yeah, yeah it's uh, so yeah, I, I'm fucking going total fake outrage on this. This is just people, again, working backwards from their conclusion to try to push their agenda, even yeah. though they're claiming to be fighting back against someone else's agenda. Uh, Sandeep, how do you rate this? Yeah, fake outrage. There I, we go. I think this, I think this story is fake outrage, but I have talked to people in the education world who do feel like there is, like, outrage culture is, you know, perversing schools and, like, a lot of the diversity trainings. They might be well-intentioned, but they are teaching the wrong lessons or they're just causing more problems. And there are people yeah. with concerns about, like, I guess you could... It's just, like, a it's, like, a ridiculous push towards diversity. Like, there, there are... I think there are legitimate stories where diversity is being overpushed, or this pe- there are there are friction or issues or other problems being caused by it's very contrived, right? You have these contrived efforts by groups, and it often has the wrong results or just teaching the wrong. Like there is some weird shit going on in schools. This is not one of those cases. It's funny because that like, everything you just described not. also applies to the Brooklyn comedy scene. Anyway, that was, <laughs> but you know what, Shh. that was unnecessary, but it was. also it was necessary. Anyway, so yeah, fake outrage on that <laughs> one. Three out of three. Uh, now we get to the part of the show where we ask our guest, Faisal Alam. I'm, I know you're probably going to have a good answer for this. Is there anything you are currently outraged about? Um, I'm currently outraged about how Elon Musk hasn't been castrated. <laughs> for all you Tesla fanboys, just know you're in a fucking cult and you're a fucking idiot. And you're a piece of shit for worshiping this asshole. This guy is a fucking pathological liar. He's made so many promises that he couldn't keep. He did get lucky in the Model 3. It's a solid car. But their core business isn't profitable. The stock is grossly overvalued, no matter how much you delude yourself about robo-taxis and all that Oh, speaking of that, I want to point one thing out. On our previous episode, which uh, I should be out by now, uh, our previous guest, Adam Wolf, on that show, because we recorded that before the SNL episode aired, he called it with the, st- uh, the stock and the, the oh, Dogecoin the, the Doge thing tanking. He called it, uh, he's like, yeah, it's either going to go up or it's going to tank. He said that. Well, so no, I, I mean, what? Yeah. it's not going to stay neutral. I mean, yeah. he, he gave an answer where it was basically betting on black and red. He just didn't bet on the t- on zero, on the roulette tables. That, that's not an, that's an easy prediction to make. Hey, it's going to go up or down. I don't know, but well, I, I don't know. I just you know what it was that wasn't in my consciousness at all. So when I when I heard everyone talking about that after the episode, I'm like, oh, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, Musk is a fucking cocksucker. And there we don't go. buy cryptocurrency. Stay away from this shit. You're gonna get burned. You are a fucking idiot, and you're a bigger fucking idiot if you do this. And by the way, right? I, w- I want to endorse everything Faisal is saying, simply because Faisal, uh, he knows more about investing than most people that I know, if not everyone that I know. And I'm I not know. a fucking expert, but I okay. took the time to actually read this shit. You don't even know what you're buying. Most of you don't. You say blockchain like you have a clue what you're talking about, and you don't. <laughs> you absolutely don't. You're just gambling on something that could blow up in your fucking face. Dogecoin yes. was created as a fucking joke. It, and unlike Bitcoin and these other ones, there's there's theoretically an infinite supply of Dogecoin. There's not a cap on how much could be mined. So like there, it, there's going to be inflation on it, which defeats one of the purposes of going to cryptocurrency. Also, I hate to break it to you, but every government in this world is legally allowed to be violent. And you better believe that they're not going to allow their fiat currency to be threatened by a fucking few pieces of code. Like, this is going to end badly for you if you ride this train. Some of you will make money. The ones that did this early are going to be up on top. But anyone selling you this shit, you're probably getting scammed. It's a giant pyramid scheme. You're going to get the rug pulled out under you, just like how Elon Musk pulled the rug out under people 
after pumping Bitcoin this week. Like, he was pumping the coin up. You think he really didn't know how bad it was for the environment? He absolutely fucking knew. He was doing it so he can make more money and game his earnings report for his fucking stock. And so he could keep the pump going as long as possible. So you suckers keep on, like, making him money. You're a fucking moron. I'm so glad and we platformed this guy this week. if you think that him doing SpaceX is a good thing, he's not going to Mars to make the world a better place. He just wants to put his flag on there. We're not going to be colonizing this shit anytime soon. And even if we do, it's going to come at the expense of the rest of us. That's taxpayer money that could be used towards, I don't know, helping starving people during a fucking pandemic, you know? But instead, we're giving tax money so some prick can put his fucking face on the moon. Like, you're a piece of shit if you like or speak highly of Elon Musk. Call these frauds out for what they really are. You, know, you are as big of a problem by saying anything nice about him. Like, that is my fucking outrage. That's right. Vote Faisal Alam 2024, everybody. <laughs> That's how we're going to end that. Right? I mean, seriously, has there ever been a white South African that wasn't a piece of shit? Uh, just answer that. Why would you trust this person? Like, that's right. So. Fuck those whiteies. <laughs> uh, that, that's a great place to end. Fuck those whiteies. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, get me on the Instagrams at Phil. Co- I'm no longer fucking Phil, by the way. I'm just Phil Cosy. I might have to be reentering the professional world at some point, so I can't have the word fucking in my handle anymore. It's just Phil Cosy. Get me on there. Uh, Sandeep Send Comic is where you find Sandeep. Email oh. us at thefakeoutrageport at gmail.com. I'll get you to a second. Shut up. Um, <laughs> give us five stars on iTunes. We really mean it. Pretty, pretty, please. Uh, takes 30 seconds it'll make my day better um it may or may not give me an orgasm i don't know faisal alam can be found online on i think twitch right you're doing yeah i yeah. I, I have, i've been really bad about it but i i play video games on twitch just uh it's called chickens with dickens uh just go to <laughs> twitch uh tv slash chickens w dickens that's chickens w dickens the w is short for with yes you're a moron, which you might be. Faisalam so. can also be found performing at clubs uh, all over New York City, as well as following strange women through Central Park. Uh, <laughs> Wait, I'm following the strange women? Well, you, strangers. Anyway, don't worry about <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> but before we go, as always, Sandeep Sen, any parting thoughts? Uh, the only way Faisal could, would like Elon Musk more if he went to on uh, with brownface. <laughs> yeah, I would respect Elon Musk yeah. if he did that. Yeah, yeah, Elon, yeah, just do that. More. Yeah. E- yeah, Elon, I'll buy a Model 3 if you go brown. brown <laughs> you heard it here. It's on record. Big outrage report. Thank you.